Yeah, we're rolling. Oh, you're good at this. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to episode 300. Uh, this has been six years in the making. Yeah, I can't believe... Can you believe it's been six years already? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I was 30 years old when we started this, and I, now I'm closer to 40. I, I literally turn 39 tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks, first of all, once again, to Four Sons for having us. Uh, and then, oh yeah, we can cheers to that. Cheers with your do the do. Oh, yes, my, uh, my caffeine to keep me awake. Um, and we have a special guest tonight, uh, my buddy Derek Chase Gibbs. His day job is playing bass for Real Big Fish, but when he's not touring, he's daydreaming about his old cars waiting patiently back here in California. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Why do you keep saying my middle name? I don't know, because I think it's on whenever I get... Is it on your Instagram? Yeah. Or maybe when I get texts from you, I think I have your full name in there. Am That's I the cool. only one who says that? Yeah. Or like your mom? Uh, no. Dad? No. But I like my middle name, so it's fine. All right, Chase, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick this off right away, and let's run through your fleet. Run us down through your fleet. The fleet, okay. Uh, 1964 Plymouth Fury. Yes. Do you want specs okay. real quick? Or yeah, just fuck car? yeah. Uh, 383... Push button automatic, two door. Mm. What kind of shape is it in? Good original. Does it have wheels? Yes. Awesome. What's next? Oh, What's uh, next? Let's it's see. Not, I know you have more than that. Yeah. Uh, 1986 Mustang SVO. Yes, that's right. So that's the four cylinder turbo. If for you. That's the turbo Pinto motor. Correct. It's a <laughs> 2.3 Pinto engine with a Garrett T3 turbocharger. The later non turbo Ford Ranger engine. Yes. Yes. Which I cursed because it one uh, it exploded on me. I had one burnt, explode on me and burnt my arm to shit. Oh, mine happened uh, when I was going ninety miles an hour. Very early in the podcast <laughs> days, I had big blisters up my arm from that. Uh, I don't remember that. I think maybe I blocked it out. Yeah, you probably did. It was, his arms are so yucky. It was it was pretty gross. Okay. Uh, and uh, I I I punched in the quarter panels. I was so angry at the car at that point. Golly. Yeah. Mine has not exploded, but I do <laughs> carry a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, number three, 1968 Bronco. Love the Bronco. It's the... It's 351 Windsor? Not yet. That's in the garage. Okay. Uh, came with a 289, and I converted it to a four-barrel uh, TBI. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I've had that thing a long time, so... That thing's dope. Yeah. We've been wheeling when uh, right. our friend Mike Farino was in his FJ. I think he drove the FJ. His FJ Cruiser, or did he have a 4Runner? What did he, was he in? He was, he was driving the 4Runner four four TRD Pro mm -hmm. that I had because mm -hmm. I needed shots of it. I had a Range Rover Velar. <laughs> oh, I remember when you had that. <laughs> and Derek Chase Gibbs <laughs> brought his Bronco, which was easily the coolest one of the three. Yeah. Like the 4Runner TRD Pro is great, but somebody spent, not me because it was a press car, somebody spends 40000 fucking dollars on one if they can get it without a dealer markup, which they cannot, but yeah. when they go to sell it two years later, they get all of their money back. Yep. Um, the Range Rover Velar is a cool-looking, slick, stylish <laughs> it's the Range Rover. exact opposite value proposition. Yes, yes, but it is actually capable off-road, surprisingly more capable than you think. For the first six months of ownership. Yes, yeah. and then the Bronco was just badass. Big V8, well... V8. V8. <laughs> yeah. um, but I contend like a Bronco doesn't need a huge engine because it's never going to be fast. Yeah, but when it has it, it's going to sound fucking amazing. Yeah. And the, it, I'm sorry, did I say Windsor or Cleveland? You said Windsor, so you're right. Okay. Yeah. In I've, my case. Okay. And I keep meaning to ask you if you had pictures of me going up that trail where I, my 
I have suspension to. was articulating. And I stuff. have to have pictures of you. Yeah. So I have pictures of you, and I will. I, I, I do. I have to find them. I've changed hard drives a few times. Don't let me leave without giving you my tower. Yeah. My computer is literally in the back of the Montero because Chris has to do updates on it for me. Um, that's a non-podcast no, it's story. No, it's uh, totally <laughs> irrelevant to this. Um, so we have the Bronco, but that, that's not all. We, there's more than the Bronco. Yep, I uh, inherited, I guess you could say, a 1992 F-250. Right. So that's a long bed, extra cab, 460. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Los Angeles parking nightmare. That's why I don't go to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. With um, it. I, one of my favorites right now is your free Subaru. Correct. So that's number five, and, and that's where we end. The uh, 04 Forester XT, straight from Vermont. Yep. Rusty but trusty. Very rusty. Uh, acquired it from my the sax player in our band, uh, his mom. She's a school teacher. So it hasn't been abused except when my sax okay. player borrowed it. It's been blessed by the wishes of a thousand lesbian couples. Yes. <laughs> no comment. Vermont. But you, you've slightly safari it a little bit? Yeah, it's uh, lifted two inches in the front, two and a half in the back. Uh, off-road tires, skid plates. Which wheels? Josh, which wheels does it have on it? Don't ask him that. No, we don't say which wheels. My, my, uh, oh, okay. My, Round ones. So yeah. uh, Matt, our sax player, his, his parents are the ones that gave it to me. And uh, his dad used to have a WRX, and that went away for some reason. And he had a set of wheels. Because, you know, when you're, you're in Vermont, you have two sets of wheels, one with the snow tires yes. and one yep. with it. That's true, yeah. So he had this set of wheels that he never really used. He thought, well, they might fit the Forester, so I'll give them to you because I don't need them. And they're, they're 17s instead of 16s, which I wanted to go down, not up. Oh, shit. You know, for the off-road tires. Right. 15s would clear brakes and stuff, though? If I got the right ones. Okay. Interesting. So you're pushing it. No, so the 17s are fine. Yeah, 17s are fine, but yeah. going down would clear the brakes and you'd be okay? There were like one or two wheel manufacturers, I think, that made okay. wheels that fit. All right. But they were way, there was a lot of money. So oh. getting wheels with the car and using those without paying for them? Right. Awesome. Better option. Yeah. Yes. Always it looks good, option. too. It does. And then what did you do? You 3D printed something for your gauge cluster? I did make a gauge pod uh, for the Forester. Yes. So I could have an actual boost gauge, like with an analog needle. Mm-hmm. And then some switches for the lights that I felt the need to put in the grill. How long did it take to print that? I'm curious. Because you have mm. your own printer. Yep. Uh, that was a big one. Uh, the main shell of it, I think it went overnight. It might have been 8 to 12 hours. That makes sense. That's yeah. take a while, especially at home. Like it also hobby depends printers, on how fancy right? your printer is. Yeah, too. hobby printer, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. You're not, yeah, it's not like oh, tomorrow we're printing fucking uh, houses. It's not and a centered metal printer like they yeah, get it's down not the like local BBI. motors or like they're yeah. printing full cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I, I like the fact that, and we talked about this a long time ago. Um, I think you have two newer bases that yeah. they painted to match your cars. Yeah. So, uh, Music Man, Ernie Ball, Music Man, they're big car people. And when I sent them pictures of the Bronco and the Fury, like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And what colors are the cars? Uh, the Fury is a, I, amongst friends, I call it shit brown. <laughs> but I, the uh, touch-up paint that came with the car that the previous owner gave me says chestnut brown. That sounds, that's a better marketing angle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they had a, a new color last year that came out called uh, Dropped Copper, which is pretty okay. close. A little that's more metallic. 
That sounds actually. You know what? That's what I call my shits. Actually, oddly enough, dropped so copper. Dropping copper. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's a new, this new C8's in like a dropped copper type color, and I really like that color. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> I feel like even though it's a '64, that brown color makes it not look like an antique. I think the yeah. brown. I think the the metallic brown and like. The British racing green are starting to make a big comeback, which is fine with me. Because but also, to his point, a fury, like, it, it wasn't brown. Everything was, like, silver or black or, like, bright red. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot of, yeah. especially in American cars. Europe, yeah, it was darker greens and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but here, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get the new Fury or the Chevelle or the Nova in brown. No one did that. No. So wagons, I think your point's I mean, correct. Jokes aside, auto journalist jokes aside, like wagons were the thing you saw in brown all the time. Yeah. That and like 78 to 84 pickups. Yes, 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 yes. Like the Hooper from Stranger Things or whatever. And yeah, yeah. exactly. With decals on the side. Right. You know? uh, so the one is shit brown. What was the other color? Sorry, copper drop. Uh, drop copper. Copper plops. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. the other color? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you mean for the other car? <laughs> yes. So yeah, I got one patterned after the Bronco, which is... Uh, the body's blue, the hardtop is white and black, Yeah. and the hood is black. So they made me a, they have a model of bass called the Bongo, so it kind of sounds good. That's the, confusing. The, you can either call it the Bronco Bongo or the Bongo Bronco. Okay. I think it's the Bronco Bongo. I like Bronco. Amongst, yeah, Bronco. The Brongo. The Broengo? Yeah. You should call him and tell him you want one. I know. Hey, can I get a Bronco? Like, how did he know? He wants, he wants it in copper plots. What the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> I want the one that looks like dog shit. Yeah. God damn it, Derek Chase Gibbs. <laughs> All right, I deserve it. Um, so, and it wasn't something special about one of these bases. Like, you got this shit way before everybody else. Oh, Are yeah. we allowed to talk about I this, mean, or did I, I spill mean, a secret? I mean, I guess. Uh, they built it for me and sent it to me before they were selling the new version of the Stingray to the public. Right. I had it two or three months prior. But didn't you get it ahead of like some other like fairly big-name basis? That's not what he said. He said that uh, here it is. The only other people that have it... Well, I probably shouldn't say it. So I'm well, nobody listens to You can be honest. So they told good. Les Claypool to go fuck himself. <laughs> Maybe, because he wasn't one of the guys. It was Flea? How do you pronounce that? I don't know all the names. I think it was the bass player for Rage... Uh, Mike from MXPX. Yeah, fuck all those guys. And uh, the guy that plays for Tool. Yes, yeah, so, screw them. <laughs> Even though I'm so excited they just so started like scre Brad, streaming. Justin, <laughs> fuck off. They just started streaming again. Sorry, right. I was very excited. You're the reason the album's delayed, wasn't <laughs> it? I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah, I love that. I it's, love that. it's a group of people that I'm not sure I feel worthy being a part of, but I, I accept. Oh, fuck that. They gave it to you. You caused 13 years of delay. You fuck own you, the man. Bronco. Um, all right, so <laughs> the love of cars... Clearly, and I know this ahead of time, I'm not just picking this out of thin air for people listening, it comes from your dad. Yes. He was in racing when you were a kid. Uh, what sort of racing did he do? It's always been drag racing. But, it, but not like big block shit. We're talking like Volkswagens. Yeah. If you want to go all the way to the beginning, when he was in he college, does. he was one of the, he uh, had a test kit from Ray J. That's a turbo company that's no longer around. And they, they gave it to Their him. Their turbos were dynamite. Sorry. <laughs> That's Jimmy JJ, not Ray J. Sorry, I was born in 1980. Uh, so he had a 68 Volkswagen that he bought brand new, and they gave him a, one of the first uh, ready-to-go bolt-on turbo kits, and they said, tell us how it goes, tell us if the instructions are good. And, uh, yeah, he used to pace Camaros in the late 60s on the freeway in a 68 I, Volkswagen. So what car was he driving at that point? 
the Volkswagen. It was, it was just a bug. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you've told me stories. Like, I think you've told me numbers before, but like his quarter mile times in this car were ridiculous, right? Okay. This is another car now. Okay. So the 68 got stolen. They found it. It was the body shell and the speedometer and everything else was gone. Wow. And so. Leave him the Speedo. You know, fast forward to 1975 and he bought a 1970 Beetle, which is the one he still has today. Okay. That's the car I learned how to drive in. A drag car. Uh, well, it was a Baja bug at the time. <laughs> okay. He, he converted it to that. It's like the most Californian thing. Like, yeah, my dad was into, like, I bet if you polled suburban, near coastal, Southern California kids, post-Vietnam War, like, yeah, my dad was into a little bit of drag racing, and, uh, you know, I learned how to drive in a Baja bug. 75% of people your age would be like, oh, shit, so did I. <laughs> well, the really amazing thing is in three years, they're going to turn it into a boat and name it the Chappaquiddick. Wow. Yeah. I get that joke because yeah. I'm from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> East Coast. Well, thankfully, when we moved to California, it was so he could get a job. Or, uh, sorry, he already had the job. That's why we moved. Garrett Turbochargers. There you go. So He's been on the podcast, our, our friend actually. Is, uh, yeah, they've been on the show, and our friend is their PR rep. They might know my dad. They actually asked if I knew uh, a young Derek Chase Gibbs. Sorry. You, okay. I mean, you brought this shit yep. on yourself yep. now. I did. I did. <laughs> so, uh uh, when I was in high school and I got my license, I was driving a turbocharged Baja Bug. That's rad. I didn't have a car until my senior year, and it was an 87 Honda Prelude, which is cool yes. for a young kid, but not as cool as a turbocharged Is that the one with Baja the four-wheel steering? No, mine did not have four-wheel steering. Okay. So yeah, yeah, but I once got all four wheels after, off the ground, and I once fit eight people in it. Both achievements. You say you jumped it? Yeah. All four wheels. So it's like a Baja bug. Mm -hmm. uh, so that car... In so much as the cars and the engines in the front on it, it's a coupe and looks nothing like a Volkswagen. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. 1,000% really. And then, so the Baja bug transformed far further. Right. We did sand drags for a while. You know, 100-yard dash. Paddle tires, all that. Big paddle tires. Yeah. You need shitloads of horsepower for that. Or uh, torque. We were doing... It was running in the mid-fours at 75 or so okay. miles per hour at the 100 yards. And then the track closed, and we didn't want to drive to the faraway places to do it. Yeah. And we had driven the car. Let's see. He had me drive it, actually, at Pomona on the quarter mile. Still has a Baja bug, but mm -hmm. with the, the turbo engine in it. It's just some skinny little radials. Oh, yes. So he's like, if you can run under the time where they're going to say, you got to put it on the trailer because you don't have the right roll cage, I'll be happy. Oh, it's like he wants he you to He wanted do me this. to get kicked out of the track. I love that. I love that. So I, I can't remember. I think it was eleven ninety nine and below because we didn't have the full cage yet. It was right. yeah, it, because it used to be twelve was the cutoff when you needed the cage. I don't I don't think that's the case anymore. But yeah, this was years ago, and uh, so I ran a the trap speed was one hundred and twenty. I don't remember the ET, but I think it was in the mid elevens. That's awesome. And he was like, okay, good. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. You know what's crazy you. though is like mid elevens back then, or you know, when I was twenty. I mean, like anything under thirteen was fast. And now, now. You know, you know, you know what though? If you did mid 11s today, even driving today's high performance cars, if you did mid 11s in 1970 bug, mm -hmm. it would be fast as fuck. Oh yeah, it's scary yeah. in that because you will die. But you could do it. I get your point. You could do it on the street in a fucking G60 Infinity. No, I mean that's an ex exaggeration. Yeah, I mean, but you could do it in like a, a C6 Vet. You could do it in a um, a lot of a lot of cars. But you, you could, could probably do it, do it in, in like, some Mercedes sedans. You could take a C63S bone stock and probably run an 11. You probably something. do it in a Hellcat. Charger, yeah. Hellcat Charger's got to be sub twelve, right? 
Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Probably low 11s, actually. Um, low 11s, baby. It's uh, definitely quicker than that now. The, the bug. Oh, yeah. He's ran 998s now. Holy shit. See, yeah. That's so insane. Does he, has he, like, picked up stock in an axle company at this point or <laughs> what? Because he's just going to snap up constantly. He, he finally spent enough money, and he has the right transmission and the right shafts and the big enough CV joints, and it, it lives. Yeah. And then the scene here has to be so Volkswagen-centric that if you go to the right guy, because there are so many Volkswagen racers here from so many disciplines, they're like, I got you a guy. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be the way. And it seems like almost everything that could be developed for that car has been at this point. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's a lot of room left to grow, really. <laughs> no, everybody who was developed like, no, nah, we're done. We're just going to build the parts, and we're not going to make them better. They're as good as it gets. <laughs> like we, I, I decades mean, I mean and joking decades. aside, that's probably pretty much the case, right? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Is yeah. he? I mean, yeah. Is he looking to squeeze out more, or is he like just having fun with the car? Well, the class that he runs in doesn't allow fuel injection, so he's running a carburetor and a draw-through setup, no intercooler. He's running a draw-through setup through the intercooler? No, no, I'm sorry. I, I said draw-through and no intercooler. Oh, and no intercooler. Yeah. So he's got a nice hot intake charge. So he just, he just blasts it. He yeah. doesn't care about the temp because it's a... Sure, he's not cruising. He's just... It's, it's a nine-second run. Yeah, it's 10 you seconds, yeah. you know, burnout. It and gets hot, it. and then it cools right off. When, when he's done, you can feel the adapter from the turbo to the carb, and it's ice cold because of the vacuum. That's crazy. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, so still sticking with your dad... Okay. Something you sent me the other day. Oh, right. The yeah. Baja Taxi. The Baja Taxi. What a story. Um, okay. Tell everybody, for, just start it off by saying what the Baja Taxi is. What kind of car is it? And I confirmed this with him uh, the other day on the phone. It's a 67 Ford full size. I said, oh, it's a Galaxy? He goes, no. Yeah, I thought it was a Galaxy. It's a, it's a custom. So they made a really base model of the Galaxy that has you know, no interior, no power steering, no power brakes. And so there was the custom and the custom 500. And I know not, the 500. He's not sure if, if, which one it was. I thought the 500 was slightly, had a different like rear pillar or something weird. I don't even know. It looked like from the photos that the car they had has the post behind the front door okay. instead of just the windows. Yeah. He said that they got it from a, a scrapyard or a, an auction lot in LA. It actually was a taxi cab. Oh shit, really? Yeah. What a huge fucking taxi. So he was in uh, society, the SAE program? He, he, he went to Cal Poly Pomona, okay. automotive engineering. And so they built yeah. this. They built this amazing Ford Galaxy Plus, former taxi, into uh, an off-road race car. Because yeah. that's what you do. In, dude, California yeah. in the 70s was the fucking place to be. Right? Did you see one of the pictures where that car is next to James Garner's yes, Oldsmobile? Yes, I did, which is one of my favorite cars of all time, and this car is built in the same spirit. It was also next to the Bronco, the famous uh, big, big Ollie or whatever. Oh, big yeah, yeah, yeah. Ollie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It, with its hood up. The Bronco had its hood up fixing shit. This Bronco, the, or the, the Baja Taxi is down there, and it's yellow, mm -hmm. and it says Baja Taxi on the side, and it is fucking amazing. And I'm going to write up a piece on it for Hooniverse because it's just, it's, it's just so fucking cool. I mean, there's also a famous picture of it on Los Cielo Drive right in front of Roman Polanski's old house. S excuse me? I'm not catching that's this a, reference. That's a very, that's a very yeah. Yeah, yeah we, you went esoteric as fuck. Yes, there. I did on that one. <laughs> Actually, it's not that, there's a movie about that right okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the car is super dope. Your dad built it. Your dad didn't get a chance to race it, though. Yeah, he was part of the team that built it, and 
what he told me is they welded in the seat and they welded it too close to the steering wheel for his height because he's like six four, six five. Yeah. So you do realize it's our now it's our mission to replicate this car. In some manner, even if we do it with a Ford Falcon, like something cheap. What I mean, what would the modern equivalent be? What would we use? I, I would want to uh, still do it with something old. I just want the, well, all right. In the spirit of it, what if you got like a, a junked out Charger or something like no, that? No, no, no. I'd stay Crown Ford. Vic. No, uh, Crown Vic. Yeah. Crown Vic is perfect. Yeah. I was also going to say Ford Fusion on like an Explorer chassis. The only tricky, that's transverse, though. That's the tricky thing with the Fusion. True. Um, but if we're cutting it up that much, we can it's go fucking hog wild. And if we're putting it on an Explorer chassis, I don't even know if we can do that. But No, not really. Shit costs money. Um, yeah. You guys stick with that. I'm going to look for a 67 Ford. Yeah, so I'm down to, I, I, we need to recreate this, though, because it's so I, badass. I'm, I'm not, like, a huge fan of older Ford cars, but, like, I still want to build something with one of the Aussie Barra motors. Barra motors are rad. Yes. It doesn't fit. Wait, actually, it does fit this build because it that? has a 300 straight six. Yeah. I forgot that part. Mm-hmm. So it does fit a Barra motor. Yes. What's that? And I want to put Australian on. Australian Ford yeah. engines. Oh. You get them all the way up to a four liter straight six with turbochargers on them. They are. And they go bananas with the turbo. Plentiful down there. and cheap in Australia. And, uh, it's just a matter of shipping. <laughs> I've been. It's actually not that bad. Well, on a straight six, yeah. Uh, I'm you probably going to shift for like. Five, yeah, six are you going? To, are you touring there soon? I'm probably going to be there in early December. Start googling whatever their Craigslist equivalent is for Barra Motors. This isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. B A R R A. Yeah. Um, then there's a company here in the states that tunes 240s and 300s as well and turbocharges them, which I, yeah. a while back I thought about swapping out the V8 in my truck for one, just to fucking go insane yeah. and like downsize it. Um, uh, Croft, no, it's not Crawford, that's a different company. Clifford. Clifford, yes, it's Clifford. Clifford six equals eight. Yep, six equals eight, yeah, exactly. Uh, they turbocharge, it's, it's a Barra cool. mindset, um, okay. but here in the States. Uh, so you can do it with, you actually don't need to go to Australia. You can find 240s and 300s, and Clifford Performance has the parts to juice these fuckers up. They built yeah. parts for that taxi back in the there day. You well, there you go. Oh my I just God. like the, I'm going to eat this fucking microphone. Like, the Australian market has a ton of parts right. for it, and it's readily available. You know. So I just need to check a 300 cubic inch six-cylinder engine block. Yes. Mm-hmm. Though, okay. I can you could that. find that shit here, though, super cheap. Barra would be rad because it's... It'll be turnkey, fuel-injected, fast right out of the box. However, yeah. the fact that it was Clifford originally, I mean, kind of a, yeah. Because yeah. our, our Lemons Ranchero is a straight six, uh, non-turbo, just a regular straight six. And so I, I know someone who we could talk to about a lot of where those engines are because he, yeah. he knows where they're sitting. He has two extra ones in his garage. They're smaller ones, though. He's even building a car with... His son, who I think is like six right now, yeah. and they're working on the car together because it's his car. Well, like, when, they're slowly uh, working on it. When regular cars, when they were doing the uh, Falcon build, I was trying to convince them to do a bar motor that yeah. whole time. And it would have like, been cool. It would have been so damn cool. It would have been cool. And they're cheap. Like, you can get them here for like a little over two grand. Like, and for long, like you can even get them with a transmission for not much more than that. Yeah. It, <laughs> I think we can go much cheaper, though. I think we can go cheaper with Clifford. The fact that, it, that Clifford was involved, like, changes yeah. this dynamic for me mentally so much. Um, so switching back to, like, modern times, non-Baja taxi stuff, you travel a lot. You tour. 
you go, you just actually, you just got back from Europe, you were, um, and the States and all this stuff. S strictly overseas, are there any memorable car-related moments that you can think of, or, or are you drinking too much White Claws? <laughs> I don't drink White Claws. I know, I, I know you don't. I just had to say that. <laughs> Josh, do you have something to say about White Claws? No, he's shaking his head, no, we don't have time. <laughs> uh, let's see, the first one that comes to mind is the a UK festival, which most of them are very rainy and muddy. Everyone's wearing wellies, you know, yes. rain boots. Hold for compressor. <laughs> yep. I can, I can, well, you know what? It's, I'm going to keep talking over that because I don't feel like editing it out and everybody, everybody will know and that honestly, was a compressor. These are so directional. directional. I don't even know if it picked it up because these are, these very, are the mics I use at SEMA. These are so, very professional. So, so it's possible we're bitching about something that no one even hears. Yes. Every, her, everybody hears just. Okay. Yeah. Uh, England. Yes. Muddy. Wellies. They had like little Land Rover Defenders yes. that were shuttling band members to and from like the bus to the stage or wherever you're at. Yeah. Like, oh, this is awesome. And so they, they take us to the stage and we're hanging out and we have a little dressing room like box that they set up for us. I don't know how else to describe it. We have beer and one of the ladies that was in one of the Land Rovers says, oh, they were a club. So they all knew each other, the oh. Land Rover people. They like, they, like volunteered they, at services. the club, yes. Oh, could we have some beer? Like, okay, You're sure. Fucking driving the truck. Exactly. Okay. So she starts grabbing bottles and handing them to everyone that's in a Land Rover, driving a Land Rover. Like, all right. So it's going to be this kind of party. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> all right. It's on private property. Uh, I'm still yeah, here. That's definitely memorable. You're like, I'm going to walk to the stage. Uh, take my bass, though. <laughs> I'm not carrying that shit. Um, that's. Okay, okay. Have you ever seen a car overseas where you're like, fuck, how do I get that home? Mm. Or are you just like, no, nah, my fury, I, I, have a, I have too much shit as it is. Especially with a fucking long bed. I mean, until recently, anytime I saw one of their like four-wheel drive rally-style cars that we can't get here, mm. I'd get jealous. Yeah. But now I don't know if I really care about those so much. Uh, that's a good question. Thank I you. Remember, I saw a really awesome BMW wagon yes. when I was in Germany, or uh, and I, I was like, "Dude, this is awesome!" I yes. sent it to you. Yes. And yeah, they get all the uh, the Avant models over there for all the various yeah. stuff. Yes. Right? Remember, just, Josh, the Avant models. Better. Sorry, Josh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, there's a story here that I clearly you haven't heard. So, uh, Chris missed this. I'm sorry. Go um, Josh was this close. Sorry, Josh. Josh was this close to buying an S4 manual wagon yellow basically the rarest shit of the era of that car yeah with all the maintenance done to it i'm repeating what you say because you're not speaking into the mic we got a mic um, here too if you want to jump on and the motor was freshly rebuilt so i don't have to do any of that and so he was ready to book his flight to utah to pick it up and he gets a text from the guy and he ordered a ppi from the guy and this and that he didn't put a deposit down and they sold it out from under him Fun. So he hate bought his RS4. Okay. And Josh, I think you're right in the middle of the shot. Cool. Yeah, Perfect. You're, you're <laughs> I was, <laughs> oh, I thought of something. Yes. So you're either in Arizona and you can do this, or you're in like Germany. Okay. Quads, like high speed, like performance quads, and mm -hmm. they lower them, put street tires on oh, them, shit. sway bars. It must be like a go kart. But you're sitting on it like a motorcycle with like a just a shit center of gravity. That makes you. I don't care. I've seen, that makes me jealous. There are some crazy videos on in YouTube of like guys in St. Louis running from the cops or on like those Brooklyn. Things. Yeah, well, not Brooklyn, but like well, there are Queens. Like places you wouldn't expect. Well, dirt bikes, quads, all. 
but with slicks on it and yeah. then just running from the cops. And, and they can drive the it. shit out of them. Yeah. Like legs off, like wheelieing. Like it's Those insane. are the groups of dudes, like they're like a little gang and they're just doing wheelies everywhere yeah. until yeah. someone chases them off the street. Yeah. Yes. There's that. Yeah. But this is just a guy cruising legal. Mirrors, signals, everything. That's yeah. in that's fucking insane. I want to do that. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, I'm going to jump over, and we only have a few Patreon questions. I didn't ask Twitter. I didn't ask Facebook because it's a uh, special That's okay. Episode. They don't matter because Patreon matters. Thank you. You know the fucking drill. Yeah. Bobby Reed, which version of the Chrysler 300 would you most want in your garage? Good timing on that question. The first one <laughs> I'm going to go with. Uh, yeah. You know, or the newest one. <laughs> it's just, it'd be awesome if there was a Hellcat version of it. Yes. Uh, because it's so much better looking than the Charger. Well, I'm going to stop you there. I get your point. I actually like the current gen charger. First gen charger, I'm with you all the way. Yeah. Ride or die, homie. But <laughs> this, the, the, the current charger, I like it a lot. Um, so It'd original cool. 300 yeah. or today's 300? I wonder if you could take once, I mean, because there's got to be just destroyed Hellcats. In junkyards around at this point, right? Yeah. I and the engines still go for like $25,000. You could probably take the interior and everything out of one of those and plant it into a 300. A thousand percent. You have to. It has to bolt right in. Probably it has close to anyway. bolt right in. Yeah. If it didn't, like there's an Italian guy across going, ah, I love me. So, yeah. Or a Canadian guy actually swearing his ass off. Sorry. Um, Dan well, Toronto, so, you know, he was Italian yeah. anyway. Uh, Dan Mosqueda, I'm enjoying my E46 M3, but I really miss Apple CarPlay. I'm looking at, this is a really question for you. Yeah. I'm looking at a solution which works with a CAN bus and BMW iBus. I am, am I denigrating the origin, originality of the car, extending its useful life? I say no, put it in. Yeah, just keep the original radio. If you want to turn it back to stock, you plug it back to stock. It's not a big deal. There you go. Craig on McBride. This podcast has been the joy of many commutes. I hope that the hiatus will be short-lived and that you'll find a less stressful way to continue producing the content. Best of luck. Cheers. That is not a question, but thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we address that now for people? That no, don't no, no. Read? I have it written down. Don't okay. worry. Um, I, I took notes. I'm actually okay. trying to be professional, okay. even though I need another beer. It's almost like we've done 300 of these or something. <laughs> Uh, I'll get to that, too. Uh, Brian Pocock, if Hooniverse was a brewery instead of a website, what kind of beer would you make, and what would be the car theme names for each beer? This is the best question in um, 300 episodes. The, f- the, the, the flag brew would be the Copper Plots. <laughs> um, you don't understand how much research I would need to do to properly answer this question, because I, I could dive into like why we need to have a few Gosas and Saisons and double IPAs and not too, we don't need to go too heavy on the barrel aging and this and that. Like I want to be a more open uh, appreciating, but then we would hide stuff in the back and the names would be insane. And it would, this question, I could write you, I should write you a separate 50 page email about how my dream Hooniverse brewery would go until we'd get sued for using that name. Uh, and you could also call it Hunebrow. That implies German, though, and I actually don't like the way that Germany brews their beer, so... But details, come on. That's a big detail, though. Uh. Dina Honda, hope this isn't the last one! Two exclamation points. So, oh, Jesus. So my wife got into an accident on the 31st of July. They T-boned her 2017 Impreza Sport Wagon. I think it's totaled as the B-pillar got bent in both driver's side doors to the point that that they had to use Jaws of Life to get her out. She is good, and thank God, no injuries. Now she wants a 2019 Macan. But I don't want to spend sixty thousand or more. What is comparable that we can get under forty with adaptive cruise in an SUV or CUV? A twenty fifteen Macan. 
Yeah, honestly, if you really need that yeah. car, or get like go bigger and get a Mazda CX-9 because it's fantastic. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, if she really wants a Macan, I bought mine with forty thousand miles on it for like forty-one grand at CarMax with a six-year warranty. Did you just hear that? He just told you you can save twenty thousand dollars, and you don't 20, need a brand 000, new. That was forty thousand off the original sticker on my car. No, no, twenty thousand off their 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 what their budget. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And um, you, can, if you're willing to go lower mileage than that, like. You, there are a lot of options between 50 and 40 grand. Tons of options. Yeah. Tons of options. Do you have a question, Mr. Alexander Broom, to put you on the spot? I'm just happy to be here. Okay. Say that in the microphone, though, so everybody can hear you. I'm just quite happy to be here. Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So, talking about the podcast now. Um, yep. First episode on Shout Engine. Do you have any idea when it was? Six years ago. That much I know. March 6th, 2013. First episode okay. of the Reborn Hooniverse podcast up because there was actually another version prior to this hosted by Alex Kirstein, who used to yep. write for us and has since gone on to Autoblog. Blake Zerong played a major role for a very large portion of our run. Very important to yeah. Hooniverse podcast. Yeah, and Blake's a good friend. He just moved on the other side of the country. So. Yep. Zach Clapman played a very big role too early uh, on. Yep. One of the funniest, wittiest pers- peoples and I know. Now Zach is too busy to do anything really. He's a very busy man. Uh, doing very good things. I'm um, glad he got screen time on the drive. That man deserves to be in front of a camera. Yes, he still is not getting what he deserves for the amount of work that he does. He's a great producer. Yeah. He's good behind the camera. He's fantastic in front of it. And he's not a dick to work with, which counts for a lot. No, he's a wonderful person. Yeah. I'm looking at the camera now, trying to Zach, be professional. You, yeah. So I wore this shirt because I thought then there would be two of us that had nice shirts. Me why? and Zach. Because Zach always wears nice shirts? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, generally. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. He isn't dressed like an absolute slob. She's shaking her head at your joke over there. I can see it. Um, she's off camera, though, so no one gets that. Uh, all right. Everybody's favorite episode that I constantly hear was Scotland, <laughs> um, yeah, which was an episode, I don't remember the number. I was fucking hammered in a castle in Scotland on the banks of Loch Ness. And even the PR person for the, it was an Aston Martin trip. It was one of the, actually the best press trips I've ever been on. Um, he even listened to it and said it was great. I don't know why you guys like that one that much. My personal favorites yeah. are probably the two Gail Banks episodes because he's just fucking I, I love having Gail on any show. He's a yes. great guest. And then that. he's so good. And I, the fact that he's fucking friends with Sid Mead blew yeah. my mind he's, when we learned that. Every time, every time I talk to Gail, he's got new stories about inventing something or doing some crazy thing. Four like, years before anybody else did it. He's clearly coming on to talk about like something to promote, but it's so minor, it happens so quick, and then his stories are fucking incredible. Right. Well, and the other thing is, is we when he comes on, because of the style of the show, we treat him like a person. And we let him. Don't just talk business. Yeah. So that, that goes for a lot, and I much prefer conducting shows like that. But he's also one of the guests where you can ask him a question and then just like go like this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you want to just... Gail is great on mic. And uh, that doesn't read on... That read on video, but that didn't read yeah. audio. I leaned back and crossed um. my arms. <laughs> so, um, but also, episode 100 was great because um, that Blake was still there. I yeah. think we might have been at your house, and then we met people out, and I expected no one to show up. And yeah. we had like 15 people. John Kerry brought his blue Porsche. It was good times. 200 was awesome because 
Matt Farah tweeted about it, and we had a ton of people show up. And then yeah. this, I wanted to be small, so thank you all for joining us to, this evening. I, I, I barely put this out there. I didn't ask any, any um, I was going to say any of my famous friends, but you're kind of one of my famous friends. I'm so this sorry. is, and you know, the funny thing I is, to walk that back like, real quick. This bare bones <laughs> podcasting setup, this portable one, is like way more than he wanted to do. I'm like, no. Yeah, gonna, no, I was going to bring my Zoom, and, and I'm like, he's like, should I bring four mics? I'm like, no, I'll just bring three. He's like, no, it, I, in my bag are four mics. I'm like, all right, I just bring four mics. Like, I wanted this to be as little as possible. I'm like, am I going to have to buy pizza for people? I, I like, think this is nope, a, we're I think good. This is a happy medium. 200 with the PAs and me running around and doing pre production on everything was a lot. It was fun, though. It was. We had our, some of our friends in town. It was a lot of fun. Joe um, was here. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then my final favorite episode, um, besides 300, Derek Chase Gibbs, Keep going, yeah. um, the Justin Wilson episode. Yeah. Because we got to interview an IndyCar legend. I don't know how long it was before maybe, his accident. Maybe eight or nine months, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so that was, that's a very meaningful episode to me, yeah. um, and so that one was nuts. And then Scotland was fucking rad, um, too. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. I did a lot of the SEMA episodes. Again, um, I think I'll probably be back there this year uh, with Magnaflow, but obviously not doing Hooniverse. Um, just kind of organizing things for Shout Engine and, and probably doing another podcast that I'm working on right now. Um, but the, I mean, Magnaflow has always been great. Do you want to give details of that? Um, or no, you don't. We'll have get to? into it after this. Okay. After this. No, so. no, we've talked, but I don't know if you want to. Uh, yeah, we'll, you we'll go wait. over our stuff okay. and then, well, yeah, um, and then yeah, just the SEMA episodes were great. Uh, I have to thank the guys at Con Media too for also helping line stuff up at SEMA. And those got better every year. Yes. Like they were good, and then we had some complaints, which I was like, you know what, fuck it, I like these episodes. We're gonna keep doing them, and then we kept and like. And I wouldn't even be there. And you just ran it, and it was awesome. And every other year, every other SEMA year, people were like, these are great. I'm like, I fucking told. Like, just hang in there. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a big production. People have no idea. Like, I have to wire a full stage out and everything. It's basically almost like, I mean, you know what it's like. It's like going on tour, basically. You know, and not as crazy as your setup, but still. The one year that I came out there, yeah. Um, we were all excited because Chris gave me this huge calendar of like we're interviewing these people, these people. I'm like, fuck, this is amazing. And I prepared all this shit, and we were the lowest person on the totem pole that year. And they're like, this person got bumped, this person got bumped, this person. So like, we got kicked in the dick the whole way. Yep. You stuck with it, and then the next year, it was even bigger. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. I was, uh, yeah, Magnaflow and I, we talked about that. <laughs> we, we ironed it out. Well, they, I mean, it was not on them. It no, was we on know who it was on. Yeah, we're not going to say it was, it was on, on other people's poor behavior. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So people we like, people we like. So we're not going to talk. People we like, but just we're not being considerate that week. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not the smoking tire. If anybody is trying no. to guess, no, it's not no, Matt. No, no. Uh, no, Borla were assholes, but not them. Yeah, uh, that's funny. I forgot about the Borla booth. Yeah, no. But no, it has nothing to do with uh, Borla. It's a Borla, totally different podcast. Yeah. Who we're friends with, which is why we're not saying who it is. Yeah. We will as soon as we hit stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the, doing SEMA every year is real fun. Um, probably be back again this fall. Um, and, uh, yeah, more details on that to come soon, real soon, because it's August. Yeah, so. I would say follow you on Twitter, but no. No, I got off of social media because it's toxic shit. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it gives you the copper plops. Uh, mm -hmm. Shit, maybe that's the title of this episode, but copper I already plots? wrote something else down um, called, uh, but I spelled it wrong. Fuck, I don't remember what it said. <laughs> um, I hit my buttons too fast, so... Right, right, exactly. Um, so for now, and I've been talking about this uh, continuously over the last few episodes, um, we're hitting pause 
on this podcast. We wanted to get to 300. There's going to be some evaluation of things, efforts, et cetera, what, and what we put in, what it gets out. For us personally, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. So, like, it's not like, I don't want people at home thinking like, oh, it's just a fucking podcast. Like, it's more work than you think. It's not an insane amount of work, but Chris and I, Chris has a shit ton of other work. I have a four-year-old daughter. I have a huge contract gig with the Kelly Blue Book stuff that I've been talking about. Uh, I still have to try to keep Hooniverse alive. It, it's a lot of work. And then you add the podcast where you're like, hey, I'm going to be gone for yeah. um, a bit on Tuesday nights because of, I'm doing this thing. So if I was getting, you know, 50000 a year to record, like, that's insane. Not 50000 yeah. If I was getting, like, any money to do this at all, minus Patreon, I love you guys. Even though the last three months I have hit pause on them so yeah. i wasn't charging them so the last three months even though they're still better than all of you i wasn't charging patreon this last three months um, um so i want to just say thank you all i'm going to look at the camera now yeah <laughs> thank you all so much for listening yeah it means a tremendous amount to chris and i and hopefully our bullshit opinion <laughs> bullshit opinions and rants will one day fill your ears again down the road i don't have a drink in front of me can i see that for one second cheers everyone <laughs> uh, yeah, but seriously, thank you. I mean, it's been a great six years at this point. Yeah. Um, I thought it was almost six because I did the math, but then we've, like, missed a few weeks here and there, But it, so that pushed us over the six-year mark. I'm sorry for drinking yeah. beer. <laughs> I didn't put it down because I have You know what? That's right. I, I thought you put it down. Given, He's like, fucking gross. You just in, lived on a tour bus for two months. Yeah. You're like, this is still super right. clean. Fart <laughs> in my face and then let's talk. Uh, I mean, given it's been six That's their years. That's the single. And we've had waves in terms of, like, it'll come out sometimes on Tuesday and sometimes on Thursday. For the most Fairly part. Fairly consistently. Pretty damn consistently yes. on Wednesdays for yes. six years. Yes. Um, so Chris and I are basically taking a nap. Yeah. And then we're going to wake up and do, and we're going to figure shit out. And yeah. Chris is working on some things. And, 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 yeah. and none of this, just so no rumors start. Because I know when you left Ferris, I was like, oh, what happened? What happened? This isn't. This is just Chris and I are like, and it's literally me going. It's yeah. more me because Chris is like, no, no, we can do this. It's me. I'm like, no, dude, I, we need to hit pause for a minute so I can evaluate. So yeah. it's definitely more me. If there's anything. no, there's no harsh feelings whatsoever. Fuck um, you, I man. Also, Fuck you. No, I'm before I forget too, <laughs> I need to also thank uh, John Klein for stepping in at SEMA a lot. Yeah, Klein and, killed it. And also Jason too. Yes, um, Jason. Jason, you know, co-hosted so many. Anybody times who's co-hosted over the years, all of our yeah. fantastic guests. John's done a lot of them, though, so I really got to say thank you. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, Corey for all the great guests over the years, and of course Musto and Larry for coming on every SEMA. Broom and Company for coming to three hundred. Thank you, Broom and Benz. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I, those are my favorite episodes. The ones when I get Musto and Larry together. Yeah, because they're good. Oh my god! And they're Alana, like a couple. You're one of my favorite guests of all time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's just a time issue. Should we it's, end it on a high five? Um, Triple high five? You guys want to sit next to each other? I can I move. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to high five this. And then uh, the other thing I'm going to say is that uh, while uh -oh. this is shutting down. That was the last call, Bell. Uh, Wrap well, it up. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While this is shutting down, uh, sometime in September, uh, there's a new podcast starting up with uh, myself and Joe Cariotta, who's been on this show before. Yes, Joe Q. And it goes under the name of Fuel Cult. Fuel Cult. Keep an um, eye out. And an ear out. And it will be fuelcult.com. Uh, and the first project that we're actually going to be doing for that is we're going to be doing a big suspension and brake upgrade. Uh, the guys at Essex Parts, the official uh, North American distributor for AP Racing, 
are donating breaks for that project. So we're going to cover that first. Bam. So as this takes a pause, new shit is reborn. Call that the Fuel Cult Phoenix episode. Yep. I just gave you your title. You're welcome. Fuelcult.com. <laughs> he bought the domain. name. Don't I already mean. have it. Yeah. Of course I did. Cool. Uh, All right, I need another beer, which is a great way to end. Official hiatus. Official hiatus. P yes, yes, not, this isn't the end, but it might be. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Hayes. You may know me from podcasts such as The One You Just Watched, also known as Universe, and The Smoking Tire. Well, as you well know at this point, Hooniverse is wrapped up after 300 episodes. We're on a hiatus. We don't know how long it's going to be for. But in the meantime, I've decided to start another show. That show is called Fuel Cult. Fuel Cult will cover a lot of the same topics that we did on Hooniverse. However, we're also going to deep dive into projects. And we're going to sit down and have one-on-one -on -one interviews with interesting people from the industry. So we're going to be partnering with people like Magnaflow and Essex Parts, the official U.S. distributor of AP Racing. Uh, and we're going to be building some project cars. The first of which being my C6, which is badly in need of a refresh. So, thanks to Jeff for 300 great episodes once again. And I look forward to starting out Fuel Cult with my good friend Joe Cariotti, whom you may know from The Smoking Tire and Hooniverse. He's made appearances on both. Thanks again for watching all these years, and we look forward to the new endeavor. Go to fuelcult.com. Sign up for the mailing list, and we'll let you know as soon as the new podcast is out. Thanks.